0: Welcome back. This is Greg. Game Talk Radio special episode. Okay, so this is not episode 200. We're going to call this 199.5 because I want to do a sneak special episode. I was able to get a, a good friend of mine who I haven't talked to in a while in podcast form uh, on, onto the show. And and it finally worked out where we were both at a point where we're like, you know what? We got this topic we got to talk about because it's really been ongoing for a few months. But without further ado, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine, Mike Untitled. You can follow him on Twitter, Mike. How you doing, buddy?
1: I am doing uh, awesome, Greg. Thank you for having me. Like you said, it's been it's been way too long. We did uh, we did this a few years ago, and uh, it's always just been on Twitter, kind of back and forth. And um, yeah, finally back on, man. I'm I'm excited when you when you when I kind of reach out. I'm like, God, I want a podcast about this, and you're like, Hey, when can you do it? How about Friday? <laughs> I'm like, I'm in. And then uh, yeah, so here we are. Well, great I- to uh, great to be back on.
0: And I'm trying to do like my weekly game talk radio and work has just been like wild and, and I'm lucky, you know, I'm in a position where my business is one of the few businesses that seems to be doing more during all of this stuff. Like it, yeah. I'm, I'm busier than usual and, and, uh, and it's great. Obviously I'd rather be busy than not busy, but being busier during a time when you're trying not to be busier necessarily, <laughs> it's, it's been a challenge, you know, but so, yeah, so the podcast has sure. been suffering a little bit. And so like. even during work today, I won't lie, man. I was like, God, today just sucks. And like, I just want to go home and like have a beer and like relax. And then I was like, no, this is, I want to do like, I wasn't dreading this part. I was actually like excited to get home and like crack into this. So that's how I know that this is going to be good. But before we get into all of it, um, let me just, just, you know, tell tell everybody a little bit about yourself, you know, and I'll be honest, I don't know you super, super well. We we've chatted a few times. Um, you know, I know that, uh, I don't hold it against you that you're a vikings fan, you know we're still able to to overcome it <laughs> and be friends um but you know like kind of tell me a little bit about your background too and what what like draws you to the gaming industry like what is it that that you know makes you tick
1: yeah for sure i mean i think you know for me gaming dates way 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 back um I'd gotten um and this is i'm gonna i'm gonna look ridiculous here, but I'd gotten an atari um God, what was it like a seventy six hundred? It was it was one of my first ones. I didn't ever barely play. It was like a small one with silver. Sounds crazy that I don't even remember it ha- as many games as I have. But I still have that original one. But <laughs> my real main system was the Sega Master System, um, which I had actually gotten from my grandpa, who at the time worked at Tonka, which was a distributor for Sega.
0: That's great. Um,
1: back in the day, and so he had given me a Sega Master System, and that's what really, um. Yeah, I mean, that's where I fell in love with games. It's probably a, it's probably one of the more odd places, I think, that somebody would say they fell in love with video games. But for me, yeah, it was the Sega Master System. And, you know, I'd been six at the time or something. And I've just, yeah, I mean, it was always, it was just video games, video game, video games, kind of my entire life. And, um, yeah, you know, and then, you know, one of my good friends, Mitch, we had started a podcast back in the back, seven eight years ago called retro game fix um and he's still doing a lot with kind of pinballs and um yeah I kind of just grew apart from the podcast aspect of it a little bit but um yeah that's been that's been it man I mean the Sega Master System kicked me off and then it was NES and then every every game every system I could get my hands on since then and yeah and then outside of that you know outside of games it's kind of uh you know I do um really, kind of digital web work, digital web marketing um, and uh yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of my life. It's either digital marketing and video games pretty much twenty four seven for me
0: so this this is what I like about you and I'm not using this podcast to to greasy up or anything, but he, here's what I like about you. like you don't talk about things you don't know. And, and, and like when you talk about something, you've done your homework on it. And there's something about that that I really respect because I feel like I'm the same way. And I, I'm, I'm very much easy to uh, easily will admit if I've made a mistake or if I've jumped the gun on something, I'm wrong, you know, and like you, I think, would do the same. But I don't even think I've ever seen you get to that point because you've already done the research and you know what you're talking about. Like if you don't know something, you don't talk about it. <laughs> and, you know, and, I, yeah, mean, I appreciate
1: that. I, I do. I, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. I, I do. I I am wrong quite often, but usually, yeah, usually, um, usually I've done my research. But like you said, I, I'm, I'm very much like you. If somebody says, hey, that's wrong. I'm like, ah, that's on me.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's so easy, right? Like, like, we've kind of become this weird society of like, it's not OK to be wrong. And like, I don't get that. You know, it's like if you make a mistake, like you, you own up to it and you learn. So you don't make that mistake again. Like, it's OK to make mistakes like we all screw up, you know, but like hiding it and trying to pretend like you know, rewording it's like to try to weasel out of it. You're like, just, just admit it, man. I say, I I apologize all the time for, for screwing up stuff, even when it's not my fault at work. I think I apologize for a living kind of as my job, but, um, so, so I like that. That's what I've always respected about you. Um, I, I feel like, and this is going to sound like really arrogant, but I feel like I don't often talk to people that are on the same kind of level as me, you know, oftentimes I talk to people who in, in gaming, especially there are wide swaths of, people like different levels of knowledge of the industry. And there's people who just play video games and they think that like the publishers, the people who make the games and that's totally fine. I, you know, unless that person comes at me with a bunch of nonsense, I have no problem with that because it's their level of caring and understanding. I'm the same way with certain things. And you know, like I don't care that much about like, I love listening to music, but I don't care that much about the bands, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense, you know? Yeah. So, so, you know, so whatever. So I don't talk about it though. I don't go around saying that this person's more talented than that person, whatever. And so what I like about you, though, is that that you're somebody who when I talk to you, I feel like uh, one, I can trust your opinion on things because I know you've done the work. But like you you just like you're on that level, like with me. And I would argue that you're probably a step above me when it comes to like knowledge of the industry. And and so like I don't find that very often. And so I like it. (laughs) <laughs> well and so i think i appreciate I think, talking I think, about stuff
1: yeah i think what gets lost yeah i appreciate that man likewise yeah you too and i I think what gets lost and and think this goes for both of us you know there's a there's an answer to a question that doesn't get said very often anymore especially in the days of twitter and everything else is like i don't know right like if if somebody asks me a question and i don't know like rather than trying to BS my way around something it's just like i i don't know i could probably yeah. find you an answer but that's something i like you know wrong 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 person I just not just not just not something that i happen to know right and so it's like yeah and i you know and i think as far as things i research too and stuff i didn't mention it's like you know it's it's usually like three things i'm really passionate about it's it's games it's it's audio i would say music goes along with that and then it's televisions right and it's just like those things I've went so deep in and that's why even historically you've seen me get passionate about HDR and buzzwords and TVs and audio headsets. And certainly I know <clears throat> the level that I care about that stuff isn't the same level other people care about it. But I also feel like, you know, I have an understanding of these things where if I can offer advice to somebody, um, whether it's, um, whether, you know, it's going to be helpful or not, I feel like, Hey, let me, let me at least throw in an, an opinion here or, or at least some thoughts and maybe I can help somebody make a decision. So.
0: Oh yeah. No. And that's yes. And, and so I think, and I think part of what frustrates you and cause it does me as well. And what frustrates me is that when you talk to somebody and they don't know, and then like you said, they kind of make it up or, or they just start spouting, like you said, buzzwords is exactly it. Buzzwords like drive me nuts when people start talking about this buzzword and that buzzword. And, and it's, It's like mind-boggling because it like one one person does it, and then it just seems like there's this weird sort of daisy chain of all the people in like this gaming circles, journalism circles. All of a sudden, pick up that buzzword, and it's all everyone talks about. It's like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen like an industry grab on, like have an article, or or even in this instance, like a game that's popular. I've been saying this all last year. There were like games that all of a sudden just became every every game journalist's favorite game. And it was always the same game at the same time. Like, how does that happen? You know,
1: like it's mind boggling. It, I, I don't crazy. know
0: the the, the group think. I guess is ultimately what it is. Now, oh sorry, yeah, go ahead. to an
1: extent. No, re- yeah, just real quick to f- finish that thought too. It's always funny too because I've thought about like how does it happen, right? Because I'll usually like you know joke on. I'll put joke in quotes on Twitter, but kind of like <laughs> the podcast bu- buzzword of the week. Um, and I'd run into like I'd hear like there was a time where like the word Schadenfreude popped up in a podcast and like, I'll be honest. I'd never heard the word schadenfreude before. And then for like the next seven weeks, I heard like schadenfreude mentioned like four times a podcast. And I'm like, how does this like, how's this even happen? And it just, it's like, well, that's a new word. And then someone learns a new word and it picks up or yeah. Or like the game. It's like, you assume things are getting reviewed at the same time, but then, a, you know, something catches fire and then everybody's just regurgitating the same, the same thing. And I'm just like, where's the original thought in a lot of this? Which, you know, leads us down some pretty interesting conversations.
0: <laughs> right, which I think we're going to end up touching because really what we want to talk about, and th- I want to make one more comment before we go to but what we're going to ultimately talk about today is the Bethesda, or more, more accurately, the ZeniMax purchase by Microsoft that includes Bethesda and in all the games that Bethesda had the publishing rights to, Bethesda, uh, technically that would be Bethesda. Because there's Bethesda Softworks, which is actually the the, the development studio, and then yep. there's I forget what the actual I think it's just Bethesda Games or whatever. Bethesda the,
1: like the the publishing arm, yeah, yeah. the
0: publishing arm, exactly. Um, so the last the last thing I want to get uh, get out here though is something that also you and I are very similar on. Y- you and I both hate the term gamers. <laughs> so like now I think for like you use the term technically to describe a certain type of people who play video games. Typically, yes. like uninformed people that don't know they're uninformed yet spout their opinions incorrectly. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. It's more,
1: it's, <laughs> I, I generalize it probably in a way that comes across as a little offensive. I mean, it's, it's mostly more that a term around more like fanboy, but when you're on Twitter, it seems like a lot of those just the uneducated kind of console war people. It seems yes. like that's all that's on Twitter sometimes outside of, you know, a lot of great people else on Twitter. I met some awesome people on there, but that, yeah, you're right. That's generally how I use it.
0: Well, and, and so, cause at first, I remember when you were doing it, I remember getting, because I have a real problem with generalizations. Like I always consider myself like offended by them. Like I've actually had to work on this because I was getting offended by everything because everything seems to be generalized these days. But someone had said something like you know, like when you said something like, you know, God gamers are stupid. And I was like, man, people who play games aren't stupid, but that's not what you were saying. You know what you were saying was who I categorize as gamers, which are these like stupid console war fanboy morons, these are who I'm making fun of. And once I, once that clicked with me finally, like, and I understood what you're saying, I was like, dude, I totally agree with you on this. Um, I also, I hate the term because I feel like it's really weird that, uh, that you define yourself by what your hobby is, right? Because I was thinking about this, like, like someone who's into cars, like, yeah, there's a term like, like gearheads, right? But there's not like, you're not a, you don't go around being like, oh, I'm a hardcore driver. I just love driving, man. Uh, or, or I'm not a hardcore booker or a reader, you know, I don't, I just yeah. read all, you know, like the, the term gamer to me is often used. I always felt like it was used almost by people outside of gaming to describe people who play lots of games. And I always felt like it was really disingenuous. Like it was almost their way of giving us a nickname to say like all oh, these people, well, they play a lot of video games, you know, they're a gamer. And, and so I've hated the term like forever. And I like how you've applied it to a specific subset of gamers because then I could say, OK, like that makes sense to me. And so I'm kind of with you on that. I'm, I'm changing my tune on the term gamers. It's just it's just it's like a peeve of mine now.
1: <laughs> yeah. and Yeah. And, and in fairness, I mean, I, I totally get like it does come across as a huge generalization. I'm with you, too. Like, I don't generally like that either i mean it's 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 easy to paint with a broad brush and obviously it's usually a small subset that ends up representing this larger um generalization that we've made and it's not really that true but it's just like i think when i apply it specifically on um you know twitter it's usually in relation to like you know you see people like going you know phil spencer makes an announcement the the first tweet that you know either is at the top or something is someone that's like hey all your games suck and it's (laughs) like what do you (laughs)
0: like what the f- yeah or like it's what are always, you
1: doing like what what are you doing with your day here man it's and then, always, and it's then, then ironically i go something. argue <laughs> with yeah and then ironically i go argue with these people because what am i doing with my day so i
0: can totally see the hypocrisy there but um you know i'm just like what? that's what separates you is you see the hypocrisy like you still partake but at least you see it <laughs>
1: yeah i'm very self i'm very like self-aware that me then going to jump in to talk about how stupid that response is also is a stupid response to the stupid response and then it just compounds itself. I'm part of the problem. I'm I'm very willing
0: to admit that, but Well, and, and ultimately that's I think what's going to get to the what we're talking about with the way people are reacting to this news about Microsoft buying Zenimax is that you've had this weird reaction from from like the fans of both consoles. And, and this weird sort of freak out when no one seems to be listening to what's actually being said so much so that recently, and this is actually is why it's kind of back in the news. I think it was in, in, in Europe that it was like the, the sale went through, you know, like, like it passed the courts that it was okay for them to be purchased. And then, um, they did a round table with some Bethesda producers and like Phil Spencer and some of the Microsoft marketing teams. Like they actually did this, I think it was, was it yesterday or the day before, Yep. And, and so they did this recently. So th- this actually isn't necessarily an old topic. They've kind of brought it up. But in that roundtable, Phil Spencer, like, goes out of his way to say, to be clear, I'm going to be as clear as I can about this subject, which is what everyone's been arguing about and making videos about for, like, the last two months since the news came out or whatever.
1: And, yeah, and, and he- ironically, real quick, he's, like, acknowledging the same thing I've been complaining about for, like, the last three months <laughs> is people keep making the same video over and over and over and saying the same thing. And it's like, you guys didn't listen to him. Well, keep, keep going. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But it's like no, when he said that, I was like, what the f- what the hell, man?
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, that's exactly where I was going with it was just that he has to go out of his way to to like slow speak it to the people that he's trying to get the message out to because they don't understand like literally what's going on. And it's funny because I watched a few reaction videos after which I normally don't do. But as we were going to talk about this, so I'm like, you know what? Let me let me find a couple. And there is just some massive stupidity out there because they even heard the words that he said there, and they're trying to pick apart some secret message. And I'm like, are you? He's being as clear as humanly possible here, you guys. Like, this isn't. He's never really tried to trick you. You know, he's not trying to be mysterious. He's just like he can't tell you right now because it's not necessarily locked in. You know. Yeah. So about this topic, let's let's get into it. What is it? What is it? I guess. That bothers you the most what's the number one thing that's a reaction let's start with the reaction because there's two parts of this, i think there's the the fanboys right and then there's the journalists I'm, i put that in air quotes the journalists and in, in my podcast yep. here like there's there, my listeners are no stranger to my my making fun of games journalism i mean it's it's, it's a pretty pathetic state and a very twisted relationship between you know hey we want your free stuff but we're trying to be independent voices so yeah it's it's
1: really it's it is really in a sad state and i i think you know and it's it used to really anger me just like how how did we get here i mean and it's it's like the i have a problem because a the gaming industry as a whole especially journalists want to continue continue to talk about how gaming isn't taken seriously in a lot of ways which i I quite honestly i don't think is true i mean i was just having a conversation with a senior leader the other day in a call about video games right like it's more popular than ever and i think people are uh, more accepting of it than ever it's not like this big geek thing anymore but it's like the thing holding gaming back from being taken seriously is just overall maturity of the reporting. And quite honestly, I think reporting in a lot of ways has taken a step back. I mean, it's not just games, it's politics and YouTube and everything. I like everything is about a headline now, but um, it, it is really kind of disappointing, especially for like, I'm not passionate about those other things, but I am passionate about video games. And so like, that's why I speak to my disappointment in, in journalism because it just isn't giving, you know, me what I would expect out of, out of the reporting of a, of a favorite hobby of mine, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and I think the, the big difference is that it's ultimately it's video game commentary, right? Like if, if, if somebody comes, I've always said that I always said like my YouTube channel and my podcast was I'm a video game opinionist. I'm just giving my opinion. <laughs> you don't have to agree with it. I'm not saying it's fact. I'm just saying, Hey, I, I read the story and here's what I think. And if you like it, you listen to me. And if you don't, you thumbs down and you stop listening. You know, it's the same thing with, with, uh, you know, just to get on politics for a second, you know, it's like these, these channels, they're political commentators. They're not news channels. And so it's the same thing with video games. Like I'd love there to be an actual video game news outlet. And, and we've seen some great investigative reporting sometimes from like Jason Schreier. And, and I forget one of the guys from Kotaku, like there are a couple people that have done like some really decent journalistic type stuff. And then those same people send out these weird, like headline grabbing tweets, trying to be like cheeky. And I'm like, okay, so you're not really a journalist then you're just like, I don't, I don't know where to go with that.
1: You know? Yeah, kind of margin. It kind of marginalizes and just put puts questions. Yeah, like that's the problem is I just don't feel like there's room a lot of times to have it both ways. Of take me serious, but only when I tell you to take me serious. And I think it's this balance of like, do you want to be a journalist? Do you want to be a critic? Do you want to be a commentator? Um, but when you try to do all three, like it feels like a huge conflict of interest. Um, and that's where i just lose trust in any of the voices because i'm just like well what the hell are you really talking about and that's quite honestly why i do go back to the podcasts that i enjoy and people that i trust their opinions on um to to i don't know get entertainment i i mean i draw my own conclusions so it right. doesn't really bother you know bother me but like um i think that's yeah i mean it's 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 just a it's a weird place <laughs> it's well, a weird place right now
0: and and i guess and this is how i look at not and, I, and I, this is something i've seen Forever in the career that I have and what I do, I talk to the average, you know, video game player. I would say, you know, more so than most because I'm selling them games all day long. And I don't even know if I necessarily blame the people. Do I blame the podcast hosts? Do I blame like the, the people playing journalists? I don't even think I blame them. I really yeah. have to put it back on the consumer and just say, like, th- they, those are the people that just listen to every single thing. Jason Schreier puts out a tweet. About this company, a story coming out about this company and how reports are that Crunch is really bad, and then all of a sudden he just instantly gets thousands and thousands of likes, and you get this weird sort of white knighting in there and all sort of stuff about people who know nothing about any sort of creative industry or software, you know, industry, any any sort of what I want to say, like I guess software industry really, but any sort of like industry like that, and and so you get these people they instantly agree with him because he said it it's just so yeah. weird and and it's just yeah. uh, It like there's no there's no thought there at all and then if you yeah, try I, to put up a normal thought and i know you've run into this a lot because you'll always retweet them thankfully so that i get to see it <laughs> and, and like and like it's just someone you know like challenging you or calling you something because you dare disagree with with who you know the great one that everyone's already agreeing with
1: yeah and in in like in fairness i think you know, I I don't want to sit here and try to make assumptions. And I know that's not what we're going for on this podcast about like Jason Schreier's specific, um, kind of intentions when he writes some of that stuff, but like having been in, um, in digital marketing and i mean to be completely honest i started in kind of design moved on to really full stack web development spun that into essentially digital product and then eventually moved into kind of digital leadership and like having that end-to-end view over the last two decades of how software development works application development um and even the marketing side like there are very specific things that aren't There are things that aren't very specific to the video game industry when he's talking about contractors and turnover and um, all of these different things that apply. And and it's like, you know, even basic level stuff about the difference between like a 1099 contractor versus, um, you know, a a W2 contractor and all of these different things that come into play about the benefits that you agree to when you go into one of those contracts that like don't actually get represented in those those findings and i'd usually just i'm trying to speak to that of like i'm not trying to say there's not crunch and i'm not trying to say there isn't a problem what i am trying to say is maybe if you tell the whole story it would be a little easier for me to get on board with what you're trying to tell people But, but without telling that other half um you know i'm just not i'm just not gonna buy into anything you say because there's another half that you should know about and if you don't then i i don't know if you you're really qualified to even be talking about it to be completely honest
0: yeah and not not you not you i'm
1: talking about jason (laughs) specifically and i think that's where and i think but that i think we've had that conversation that was a couple years ago we had that conversation for several hours of of, um you know uh, hey let's let's you know just talk about all these things and i think that's where it's good because conversations like this Mm -hmm. like you know every we learn from each other we learn from the people you know there's more conversation the better i just feel like we're going down a path where when you challenge or try to have a conversation with somebody um it just can go off the rails really easily
0: yeah which which ultimately leads back i think to what we were talking about where the like the group think and the like there's just it's not okay to be wrong anymore you know you're right and you just and this is everything like you said it's it's politics talk it's everything it's sports talk like every bad sports take cuz i know you're a sports guy too like me you're more so into basketball than I am, even though, like, the Bucks are fun to watch. Like, I've never been, like, a huge basketball guy. And, and uh, but man, it, you know, it, it, it's everything is like that. Like, you can't be wrong. And if you're wrong, well, you better quickly say you said something else or try to make it so that you weren't wrong. Just say you were wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, I had a bad take, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Like, it's I'd
1: be like, I'd be like, you're my new favorite person in the whole world if somebody would just come out and say, yeah, I was wrong.
0: <laughs> um, so, so looping back to yeah. the Xbox the the microsoft zenimax bethesda thing do you do you feel like who's worse is it the is it the the journalism in quotes the games journalism or is it the the fanboys like who's actually worse in this whole in this whole argument to talk <laughs> yeah to? <laughs> it's
1: it's funny i don't know um because there's there's the middle aspect of it of i think it's the people that don't and I, th- I think it's both sides. I think what bothers me most is the people that talk about something as fact just because they say it. Like, well, I said this, so it's true, right? And I think when I saw the de- Zenimax deal get announced, and I know people are going to say, well, who, you know, who the heck are you, Mike? You know, I've done two podcasts in like the last two years. Um, <laughs> like that Zenimax deal, I knew there was conversations about Zenimax and Microsoft long before that deal was announced. Um, I didn't have details on where it was going, but I knew that there was conversations there based on some people that I know, um, that, that were employed at Microsoft. And then secondly, the person I knew that was employed at Microsoft, his, his, uh, his brother-in-law was, I think working for either Zenimax or Bethesda specifically. And that came because I had called out an insomniac take that I had heard about. he was like, well, where'd you hear about Microsoft potentially looking at insomniac? um, in in which i knew another person and again no one has to take me you know you can you can ignore this if you want but it it all dials back to like this larger conversation of the the first thing that irritated me was when the zenimax deal got announced and the exclusive conversation came up everybody was like well of course those are going to stay as Sony exclusives, what everybody like with Deathloop or something, what everyone needs to understand is those deals get made years in advance. As if like a 7.5 billion dollar of a company doesn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like it's not like they death Sony went and tried to secure Death Loop and like Microsoft was like beep, beep beep back the truck up just dumped (laughs) off 7.5 billion dollars and bethesda was like yeah well we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna take it right like that kind of deal is years and years and years in the making and several phone calls back and forth like hey you guys interested and eventually you start to see conversations take place and then you start to talk numbers like it doesn't just happen overnight and that's where it was just like you know that deal was years and years and years in the making. The problem is, is like Bethesda can't just stop business as usual and not sign exclusive deals because they may have something cooking with Microsoft, right? So like that was the one weird part. And like that wasn't specific to journalists or fanboys. It was just like, it was just this weird thing. That was one of those weird opinions that people picked up and just ran with it. And it was just like, I I couldn't get over everybody talking about like how Microsoft just... You know, they got approval to spend $7.5 billion overnight. All Phil had to do was say, hey, we want to bolster Game Pass. Give me <laughs> $7.5 billion and we're going to go walk into Bethesda and game over. They're ours. Like, they, it's just
0: not how it works. Yeah, they, they called Billy Bethesda, and they said, hey, man, we want your company. And they just signed a check that day. You know, yeah, exactly. People just don't understand, like, how these deals work. And you're right. Like, a deal this size, who knows? They might have been negotiating this for years and not been at a point where, you know, they were even close And I actually, we talked about this when they first announced it. Um, John, who I did the podcast with, brought up a great point. And he said, like, you know, Bethesda doesn't have anything in their back pocket right now. They're, they're, you know, it's almost like when Vigil, when when THQ shut down and like Vigil Games, there were a few companies that went out and Vigil was one of the only companies, this company that did Darksiders 1 and 2. They were one Mm -hmm. of the only companies that had just released a game. They were the furthest from releasing another product. Beth- Bethesda Softworks was pretty far away from releasing like another blockbuster game so there was there was this thought like well obviously they still have the publishing arm and they are making deals there but maybe then it became the right time like these conversations have been happening and then finally it worked out where it's like hey we're not going to have any huge titles for this amount of time Microsoft's been knocking at the door for years let's get the deal done you know and I don't know I mean, yeah, it's, it- it's possible it's possible what I just said was all BS I don't have any inside notes but mm-hmm. you know
1: it's a great take, though, and I mean, I think when you look at when you look at how it came together, I, like I don't think that's far fetched at all, right? And it, and when you look at how some of the mo- more recent things that were said, um, it's mutually beneficial for both parties at this point. Um, and I think that's where the business conversation gets lost because all people want to talk about is everything's going to be exclusive or. Not, well, not everything's going to be exclusive. That'd just be crazy. Microsoft has been saying this. And it's like, you know, people, again, it's selective hearing about what Microsoft and Phil Spencer have ultimately been saying. And I think that's, that's what's just drove me nuts because they've said since the beginning of time, like since the deal was announced, it was, you know, uh, we're going to take, you know, we're going to take games on a case-by-case basis, right? Which is true. Right. Like they don't, they don't just buy it and go. And then people acting like, well, Sony would buy it and for sure it would be exclusives and yada, yada, yada. Microsoft was like, Hey, we're going to take it on a game by game basis, which probably everybody does, um, to figure out the contracts that are in place, the things that they can make exclusive, the things that maybe they don't want to. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot more to marketing than just saying, we're going to make all these things exclusive and then people need to come to us. Um. And so I think that was the first thing that kind of bothered me. And then like, secondly, Phil also said, and I, I was trying to find the exact quote that he, he did so many interviews. He, he said basically what he said yesterday uh, along the lines of the ex- exclusivity. He said, yeah, we, we, you know, we've spent seven point five billion dollars to bolster Game Pass and make that more appealing. Like he said that already. It's not like <laughs> right. he said anything new <laughs> yesterday. You know what I mean? And so it was those two things where I was just like people continued to argue about like this like absolute in one direction or the other. And I'm like he Phil Spencer already told you both things that you need to hear and you're just not listening. Um, and I think that applied to journalists. You know, podcasts, everything else, and, and in fairness, people want to create content. I get it. It's a, it's a, it's a subject that people are going to listen to. But like, I never found anyone in the middle,
0: <laughs> just having yeah. a
1: normal conversation about it.
0: So when I when I hear what their plans are, I, I try to look back at, and you can look back to a very recent deal and kind of seen what they've done. If you want to have free thought, you look back and you say, okay, Microsoft purchased mine or purchased Mojang, right? So they got the rights to Minecraft. So Microsoft purchases that; they leave Minecraft on all the systems. Of course, that's a legacy deal. That's that's not going anywhere. It'd be stupid to pull a game that's selling really well off of a marketplace, right? But then they release yeah, no Minecraft chance. Dungeons, and they release that on all the platforms. They don't they don't keep it exclusive to Game Pass. It came out in Game Pass day one, and it was free. You know, if you I mean, if you have Game Pass, this, Game Pass isn't free, but you know what I mean when I say that. And so, like, if you look at their their business model. And of course that changes year to year changes, you know, every couple years, it's going to change drastically. So what they did last year for Minecraft Dungeons, isn't going to be the same thing they'll do in three years when whatever Bethesda softworks games come out. But if you look at their pattern history, they're going to do what they think is right for that property. So if they do like a multi-plat game, like fallout, that's been really popular on multiple systems, are they going to make it exclusive to game pass? Maybe, you know, maybe, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) And it's hard. It's hard to
1: say, right? Like, who knows? Like, that's that's the answer. And it's so funny because so. So here's what Phil said yesterday. I'm not going to pull up the quote, so I'm paraphrasing. But he essentially came out after he didn't say anything in the presentation and said, look, you know, this this Bethesda deal was made so we can continue to deliver um, exclusive content via Game Pass to Game Pass customers. There's a there's a word in there that he left out, though. And that word is all he didn't say this Bethesda deal was made so we can put all Bethesda games exclusively on Game Pass or Zenimax games. He didn't. And Phil Spencer and executives are very smart people. If it was all he would have said all because everybody's been asking about what are you going to do with all the games? Um. And it's like, it's little things like that of just like, just listen, we still don't have an answer, but now everybody's running with the fact that Phil Sensor, they think Phil said, everything's going to go exclusive moving forward on Game Pass, as long as there's not a contract in place. It's like, he didn't say, he didn't though, he didn't say that at all. (laughs) Now you're just making something up, you know, to support what, you know, whatever opinion you had previously, right? Like, so if you were on the fence and saying, everything's going to be exclusive, and you heard Phil say that. Now you're like, there it was. Stamp it. I was right. And then, you know, I guess the other side wasn't as strong, but it's just like, you know, just yeah. listen to what the man's saying.
0: Yeah, it, <laughs> it's, it's not it's, that. It, yeah, it's not cryptic, you know, like he's re- he's really just like and he's laying it out in, in pretty like like in the beginning of that chat. Well, first of all, two things. Let me just say once they had to make sure that they said, I think, was it Greenberg who, who came out and said something like this is not about showing new games. It's to talk about Bethesda games <laughs> like they have to come yeah. on and say that because people's expectations are like so stupid now around like these these show offs. Like like apparently if you do a if you do a Bethesda showcase, but you don't show every new game they're working on at every level of development, then you've let them down and it's crap. Um, but he he comes right out and he says it like right away is the first thing He's like I have to address this and you're like, okay. And he says it, he says it flat out. He says, there's some, there's some games that we have that already have deals in place. Those are obviously, and even like, I think he said Deathloop by name. He's like, Deathloop will be coming to the PlayStation 5. And then he said something like, and then there's certain legacy software. Then you could argue that stuff like Elder Scrolls Online, you know, that's probably already got it. Like, they're not going to pull that down or anything. It's going to already exist on those servers. Um, You know, but again, you don't know. And, and but he's, he's telling you right now that even he doesn't really know what games are what they're they're so far away i mean there's rumors that that i forget the names it's not starbound i always want to call it starbound it's um uh
1: now uh wherever the star now now i'm now i'm thinking the other way now i want to say starcraft and it's certainly (laughs) the star pg now you threw my now yeah now you threw my brain in a different direction thanks greg
0: Um. so the, the 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 bethesda space star pg and that, that, you know, that is, th- there's like rumors that that might come out like this holiday. I'm like, absolutely not. Like, Star, are you guys- Starfield.
1: Starfield. Starfield. Thank
0: you. I'm like, are you all high? Come on now. This year, I mean, w- with all the challenges that have been happening, you haven't even seen gameplay. We've literally only seen a logo. <laughs> it's been, come on, man. This year. Now, of course, yeah. I could be surprised and it's certainly possible. But um, let, let me ask you this. Wh- who is more abrasive? <laughs> and you can, and, and, an, and an, a fair answer is both sides equally but who who is more abrasive xbox fanboys or sony fanboys
1: <laughs> i i think without a doubt right now it's probably sony fanboys in yeah, my okay. opinion
0: i actually agree um, with you 100% on that <laughs> yeah i mean and
1: i and, I, and it's I, and i think if i don't even know if it can really be argued i feel like if you just look at Xbox and just the community around Xbox as a whole I th- I feel like you have more people that celebrate games as in the vein of playing them and enjoying them rather than aligning with a brand and just vehemently arguing about it constantly I, I will say this too I don't think that I don't think that extends past Twitter though and I think that's what's even more sad that, um, you know, Aaron Greenberg has to come out and open his show, their show, like that, because you're really just giving those fanboys the power, and in a lot of ways, you're really giving the fanboys probably of the opposite brand, the the fan of the opposite brand, the power, because I don't think um, it was Xbox gamers that have really been the ones that were disappointed about expectations. I mean, even look at the Halo. I don't think most people making fun of Craig. In the Halo. And look, (laughs) that that trailer was disappointing. I mean, it was like, this doesn't look quite ready, in, in my opinion. But it's like, I still feel like that was, like, Sony fans coming in and saying, like, look at how crappy your game looks, you know? And so, like, I don't know. I just find it sad on several levels that, A, we're now opening shows up to try to really, really set expectations because you're going to get blamed when mostly it's just like this subset of people on Twitter that are causing the problems. And in that case, I thought it was Sony fans, to be completely
0: honest. Yeah, and, and I'm totally spacing. I, I've been trying to think of the name that whole last sentence you just did, but the the arch, the arc, lead architect on the PS4, uh, Mark Cerny. Yeah. So so Mark Cerny, right? They do that really kind of cool technical breakdown of the PS5 before it launches last summer. And it's, you know, the most boring like tech tech jargon drivel that was meant for like it was like a GDC conference type you know de- uh, demonstration i love stuff like that i would assume you watched it and you were like this is pretty cool you know
1: yeah it was and, good stuff
0: yeah it was it was cool man it was like technical info and then the average the average gamer was like this is so boring and stupid what what was this crap and you're like well I mean, you want to be taken seriously, you want to have opinions like like listen to what it was and they told you what it was going to be. Like they said it was a technical like it was, first of all they said it was straight up like it was a GDC presentation they were going to give to other developers. They they weren't doing this wasn't made for the mass public. Now I I made the argument at the time well they clearly misunderstood their audience. They should have just not released it. But how st- how, how sad is that though? <laughs> the, like we we don't get to see it because the average player the average audience that they're going to thinks that's stupid and boring. You know? Yeah,
1: and in hindsight, you know, on hindsight too, and I think the the fair point there is just like, you know, that's right at that was what in April, May, I don't remember the time frame that they did that, but you know, it was still early on in COVID and lockdowns, and I'm sure that you know, a lot of these companies were kind of asking their P's on just like what are we supposed to do here? Right, like we can't, we don't, we weren't prepared for this. We we have a console we're going to launch. We we would like to get something out there. And they're like, well, hey, we've got this GDC stuff prepared. Um, Some information is better than no information, which I certainly enjoyed. I really did enjoy the presentation, although the weird shadow people up front creeped me out a little bit. But like,
0: (laughs) so cheesy, dude. It was was super
1: (laughs) cheesy. But like, and Mark Cerny, like, it really, really kind of like. I feel like I should listen to it before bed because he's got that calming voice but all, all things you know all things considered though like the fact that they just got destroyed over it and i'm sure it was like who cares you got information about it move on with your life you probably had some buzzwords to pick and that was the other funny part people did pick up on some of the buzzwords and didn't listen to what they mean and then everyone's yeah arguing about 3d audio dude, dude, it's I, like
0: i was just gonna go there that's so great <laughs>
1: It's like, you heard a new buzzword today. I'm happy for you. 3D audio is actually a thing for decades. Um, <laughs> if you listen to what Mark Cerny was saying, he was actually saying that they were... I'm not going to get into what he was saying, but it's like, you know, all systems can do it. They were just using a proprietary way to mix down audio. And, and it's cool tech, but just like, you know, is well, what it is. Yeah, but, and
0: it's it's not exciting and new, but it made for a great headline, right? Like it was, they they find one piece of info and then one... Like whoever the, and I, and I got to defer to you on this because I, I don't listen to podcasts and I don't listen for a very specific reason. One, I just don't have, like, I don't have that time. Uh, I tell this to my wife all the time. Like, I think I drive her nuts, but I I hyper-focus on one thing. So, and if, and if something distracts me from it, I hyper-focus on that. I can't, like, I can do two things at once as far as like activities or something like moving, but. When I'm thinking of something, I can't listen to two conversations at once. If I'm at work, I can't casually listen to a podcast in the background because yep. I won't hear it. I won't hear any of it. All of a sudden I'll be like, like I listen to audiobooks and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, what just happened and I have to rewind it like five minutes, you know? And and so I don't listen to a lot of podcasts for that reason, but more importantly, I don't want them to influence my opinion on things. Because I find I find that the more I listen to other people talking, go, Oh, that's a good point. And then that becomes my point. And I don't I don't like that. So I have to kind of defer to you on this, but that that seems like what all the podcasts were doing was they were picking up on this 3D audio thing that was like the only thing they found in there that was super cool and something they could relate to people. So they all like latched onto it. And, yeah. and then and the, like S- one and big the one
1: does and it the and the SSD uh, and the and SSD obviously yeah. too.
0: Um, and, and so like so like one of the big ones does it first. And then you, it just almost feels like it's a pyramid scheme, you know, and so whoever's at the top does it first. And then these little smaller still big, but little smaller podcasts do it. And the little smaller podcast below that, listen to them. So they do it. And it's like, it's like all the information still coming from one point, you know, and it's just, it's so weird. Like I just, I don't feel like, and, and I don't, I don't do the podcast thing, but I watch YouTube videos and I do, um, it's Twitter, it's whatever. But like, I follow a lot of people on Twitter. They're sharing what their thoughts were on this stuff. And I watch the clips from these podcasts and I'm like, man, I just feel like everyone's saying the same exact thing. it's just like but but and it's all like an hour later so it's like it feels like this guy person a said it person b heard it person b says it person c hears it you know and then so on and so forth
1: yeah and that's where it goes back to like the groupthink aspect of it and i don't even know and and again in fairness i don't even know if people are like realize they're doing it right i think sometimes like like you kind of mentioned you can hear something and then excuse me and then start saying it and you've kind of it's kind of and I do it too, where it's like, I'll hear something and I'll say. It and all of a sudden it's like, I just regurgitated someone else's opinion without um, like even knowing I'm like, holy shit. And then I'll realize I did it. But I think that happens in games where just someone says something like you said, and then they run with it. And all of a sudden the same people are just saying the same thing. And it's almost as if it's their own thought. And it's like, I don't know if it is. And like the only reason, cause I'm sure people are like, if you hate podcasts so much, why am I listening to all of them? I like, I don't hate them. It's just, like, I call out, like, just these weird things that I see all the time. And I live in, a like, a fourth-ring suburb outside of Minneapolis. And so, I like, and I work downtown. So, like, I have usually a 45-minute drive, park in the ramp, and then I still have, like, a 20-minute walk through the Skyway system or outside just to kind of get, you know, to my office. And so, like, that's two hours a day that, like, you know i have to kill and so it's like either yeah. music or or podcasts and so i just throw something on cuz ultimately it's entertaining um but it doesn't stop me from having an opinion about it well and, right. and so
0: john who does game talk radio with me he's a a mail carrier so he listens to podcasts like 8 to 10 hours a day cuz he's like he's like i got nothing else to do i'm just like walking around and driving around what do you day. yeah what are you going to do so so that makes total sense to me and, and it is tough because i remember when, when i first started the drop rate youtube channel with jordan and actually it was different people at that time we picked up jeremy later but you know jordan was very much like i love giant bomb i want this to be like giant bomb and this isn't like a dig on that but it was that was his he loves giant bomb so much everything he want to do was like that he's like i want to do a weekly podcast where the three of us get together like giant bomb and then i want to do video content i want to do this and i was like that's cool man but like i want to do us you know and 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 like actually it's coming up here it's, it's not much of a secret or anything, but like episode 200 of my podcast which comes out like next week, Tuesday or Wednesday is going to be my last one of game talk radio in that in that style for a while. Like I'm trying to re- rethink how I want to do a podcast. I want to do something fresh, right? Something new. I and mean, I just don't, I just don't feel like any of that stuff is new. And so many people are just see something work and see something popular. And they say, well, I can do that. Maybe I should change how I'm doing things to get them there. And I don't know, that's, mm-hmm. that's always bugged me. I mean, I know and that's, that's a whole other like rant for another day, but
1: yeah, it's, it's hard though too. Right. I mean, I think when you're talking about video games and I, I don't, it was, his name's Brent on Twitter I chat with, I chat with him every once in a while. And he asked me, do, you, do I think podcasts and some of that regurgitation of content and just, you know, the same format for every show is just a really kind of a symptom of the fact that there isn't probably enough news on a weekly basis to talk about and so everybody kind of latches onto the same things over and over and i and i think that's a fair point like it is hard like it's part of the reason that i even kind of stopped doing podcasts was because it was just like i don't i don't know if i have enough like on a weekly basis to sit here and get excited about turning on the microphone and then on the flip side of it like if i tried to build stuff up for two weeks then it's already old news and then people kind of move on and so like you know seeing you be able to come up like have the enthusiasm come up with the topics be able to talk about them on a weekly basis like that i appreciate it and i think you unlike a lot of other podcasts are generally coming in probably because you don't listen to other podcasts which is you know here's my take they're general you know almost always um original right and so i think that's where we're where it differs and you probably do yourself a huge favor by not listening <laughs> to those other <laughs> podcasts too. So you can come in and be like, Hey, here was the news. Here's what I think. Um, and I think for me, it's like, I would hear the news, listen to a pile of podcasts. And then by the time I would try to sit down and talk about it, I'm like, I'm so tired of the news right now that I, I don't <laughs> want to talk about well,
0: it. Well, And I would say like, yeah, I'm always original. Most takes pretty good. Some takes are shit. Like, like being honest, like I know that sometimes like I'll, I'll, I'll have a conversation. like, man, I mean, Is it, you know, like I even sometimes will listen to it later during the the post-production and I'm like, man, is that even how I feel right now? You know, like at the time is what came out of my mouth, but a lot of this stuff is off the cuff. Like I'm not, you know, clearly I'm not planning these things (laughs) out very well, but like, you know, it's just, yeah, you know, so, but, but I think that helps at least have a fresh pair of eyes and I I read a lot of blogs and I follow people and I I read the news, but I, I, I refuse to take like that one side you know but again you're right though i think very much so in that news because there's some weeks where i even struggle to find one topic where i'm just like what nothing here interests me like there's no new story and, and i always cover everything gamestop related because i worked there for a really long time and so did john my co-host so like the two of us could talk gamestop in an interesting way for probably two hours because we we lived through it for a decade you know and of course there's plenty of people out there that just want that just like feed off of the GameStop hate which is not at all what we do in fact we're usually sticking up for them. um not like I always say I don't want to go away I just want to get better um but we always talk about that uh in fact like I even stopped talking about the Billy Mitchell stuff because that was getting out of control like I never like that's where a lot of our subscribers came from on YouTube and I don't even do that content anymore <laughs> like i feel yeah. bad for anyone who's subbed for that because i'm like not even doing any greg rants anymore i don't even call him that because like that's just like it's so hard to be that um like riled up all the time and, and i i hate that sort of artificial and you see this in in politics too but any sort of news like they're trying to rile up a fan base you know with these like grabby headlines whatever and shifting kind of back to the uh the console war stuff I want to say before I forget, I 100% agree with you. I think Sony fanboys are the worst and I think they're the most hypocritical right now. And when we say fanboys, obviously, we're not talking about people who like the PlayStation. Okay? I love the PlayStation. I'm I'm a PlayStation love guy it. at this point. Um all those exclusives like are great. I love them. I'm not necessarily a fan of exclusives. I I am okay with anyone being able to play these games. Like I don't it doesn't make me happy that a bunch of people who have Xboxes can't play God of War or can't play Ghost of Tsushima, which was my game of the year last year. Like It's a great you, game. You know, man, I just loved it. Um, you know, and and obviously there's this talk about Sony bringing some of those games to PC. I go, "That's fantastic." Uh especially I mean, I'd be okay if they did a dual launch, but if they want to put them on their console first, quote unquote, get them in the ecosystem, you know, of of the PlayStation brand and then release them on PC six months later, whatever. I don't, that's not my take on their business model, but I've never seen a more hypocritical fan base than the PlayStation fans. They're they're the ones yeah. crying foul right now about this possibility, right? It's not even anything guaranteed, the possibility of exclusives on Xbox of games they loved Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Doom, etc. Yeah.
1: And there and there will be exclusives too, by the way. Like there will be. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And like and like my opinion is that it's probably going to be like a majority and like of them, but like I don't know which ones. I'm not even gonna pretend to. But like, yeah, it is it is hypocritical.
0: (laughs) And it'd be fair to say that, like, Phil Spencer probably doesn't know which ones are yet. Right. Because they're going to do tons of market research. They're going to look into the numbers. How much did these because once they have Bethesda's numbers, which I'm sure they probably already have them, but they could look into how many units these games sold on the PlayStation platform compared to their platform how many units do they expect to sell if they make a new? you know i mean like this this is all data they have access to like there's there's someone or multiple people's job literally at that company to crunch those numbers like all yeah i
1: mean and there's and there's going to be um you know and it's not even just people right they have artificial intelligence that can go through that stuff and start spitting out reports like i'm not gonna go yeah like but like there there are things like there are reports that i get at work that are unfathomable like how how they even get put together on a weekly basis and it's like data in, data out and like it's like holy cow and you only assume that like a, a company like Microsoft the level of business intelligence that they're able to glean from every little aspect of compiling tweets and success and markets, I mean the list goes on and on like I, I, I don't I can't even pretend to even think that I could scratch the surface of the kind of business intelligence a company like Microsoft is working with.
0: Yeah, like like the access that they must have, you know, and the data that they have access to, like my goodness, it's got to be massive, you know, and, and and so again like like we said, we don't know, you know. So and and so you've got these these the PlayStation fanboys that are 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 rubbing it in every day about how they've got the best games you know that that's that's really PlayStation's selling point at this point it's got the best games i think that's arguably that's a fair point to make i would say i think I
1: think, i think it's i think it's like i think it's as close to objective as as being objective as you can probably get just based on like the last seven years like every exclusive that i played that I loved was on PlayStation. I didn't love things as much as a lot of people but like Sony has a lot of a ton of great games. <laughs> like yeah. I love them.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean well, like, you know, except for Nintendo. I know you're a big Nintendo fans. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I I, re- I I like what Nintendo does. I've I've lost interest. I know you're ribbing me a little bit. I I do like some of the Nintendo stuff but it's just um that's one spot where I don't even want to free think anymore cuz like I've even said I liked games, just didn't love it and people were like you know kind of came from my head and i was like yo i said i liked it man <laughs>
0: calm down <laughs> when i was going back through our twitter messages to send you the discord invite i the last thing i sent you was that uh was that link it was like a tweet that somebody made that said oh i've never played diablo before i think i'll try it now that it's on the switch and we've joked about that about how there's all these great games that have been out for years and nintendo fans don't play them and then when it comes to the switch they're finally like Oh, maybe I'll try that. Like, why did you de- de- wait? This decades long to in play some it? cases, yeah. It's like, so Diablo funny. Diablo 2. Diablo 2 is one of like the top-selling PC games of all time. It's an incredible game. I've personally probably put a thousand hours into that game over the years. I love yeah. Diablo 2. This person's like, I never played it, but maybe I'll try it. <laughs> it's just mind-boggling to me, you
1: know. <laughs> now um, that it's on Switch, yeah.
0: But uh, but yeah, and and so that's and now you're seeing this weird like backlash of Sony fans. Obviously, to the Bethesda news, but not just that, but even to releasing the games on PC, which which is also mind-boggling to me. What What is it that that they lose if the games become accessible? And in this case, what's the next one they're bringing? I think Days Gone and Horizon Zero Dawn are coming to PC, or unless Horizon's already on. PC Horizon, Horizon already came yeah. out, yeah. And so, yep. like, those games came out, like, a year or two or three after they released on console. What are you losing when you're the company that you like is releasing the games to another group of people, you know, I just, it's, it's this weird kind of selfish mentality that I don't understand, I guess. Well, and, and it's that, yeah, it's and so, it, it makes no sense to me.
1: I don't get it either. And I think that's the biggest P pe- like, I don't, I understand the, cause CC games. And I have talked about this on Twitter before too. Cause I'm always like, I just buy all the systems. It's great. Just buy all the systems. Like I totally get it that not everybody can buy all the systems. Right. But if, if, if you're not fortunate enough to, to have the, the the disposable ends to be able to go and, and do that, like I think most normal people just step back and they say, well, I'm going to find the one that fits my gaming tastes the best. Maybe my friends, um, whatever. And they choose that console. They buy it. They move on with their life like this, this like brand alignment, um, like to the point of like representing yourself as a person, I just I just don't understand it. And then, you know, we continue to give that that voice like power in the conversation. And like I said, I'm a hypocrite because I do it, too, because every time I see a dumbass take, I call it out. Um,
0: <laughs> and I love you. For and, it, and, and,
1: I, and I could and I could stop doing that. Um, but also it's Twitter, so I might as well be part of the problem too. but like I, I just it's so weird to me that like I, I, I just I don't get it and like I've tried to understand like why do you care? like what? just can, can somebody tell me why you care? And like I've, n- n- no one's ever articulated it to me. like just tell me why you care.
0: Yeah, like the- it doesn't
1: you, you can you can still play the game like you like you, they're playing the game. You already played the game. And then there's going to be a new Sony game that you're going to be playing, and they're not going to be playing, but someday they might be able to play it. And that's going to make you angry that somebody else played the game that you already played. And, like, all of this stuff, I don't care what anybody wants to say. Like, yes, these are proprietary... Like, Sony and Microsoft work with their partners in order to engineer machines to a very specific specification. But, like, let's not sit here and pretend that these are these magical proprietary systems that don't exist anywhere else. Like right. it's still <laughs> a CPU or a GPU. It's, you know, it's in the case of the Xbox and the PlayStation, like they're AMD, it's AMD silicone in both machines. They probably likely have Samsung SSDs um, built to different specifications. Um, like this isn't, like the only thing differentiating these boxes really is the plastic and the logo on them. Otherwise it's like whose AMD machine do you want to play video games on, right? Like I, I just I well, don't get
0: it. And, yeah, and, and you and you run into things too, and, and I'm not criticizing them because they're just looking at raw numbers, right? So you get places like Digital Foundry that sure. say, Hey, we're we're gonna compare these you know, these things. And you start looking at their comparison videos, and you know this this game at this point drops to from sixty frames down to forty five for two seconds, and this one didn't. It's a steady sixty frames. Boom! That one that you know the Xbox dropped to forty five frames in Dirt Five for two seconds. Crap! It's crap. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. What are like, you talking about? You're not even going to notice the drop. <laughs> I mean, well, and
1: and the, the, the funny part is like if you have both systems, right? Like let's just say like I didn't have a PC because that's where I do my my racing games, but like let's say I had Xbox and PlayStation. If I see that, I go, cool, I'm probably just going to buy the PlayStation version because it's the same price and, look, it does perform a little better. But if you only have one system, it's not like you have, a like, whatever system you have is the one you have to play it on anyway. So, like, what what what's the motivation if you have, like, the PlayStation 5 to see the Xbox One dips to 45 frames and go, see? Crap. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like what where's the motivation there and then like the other piece of it too is like sometimes in those digital foundry things it's not like a dip from 60 to 45 sometimes it's like let's zoom in on the anti aliasing at 400 <laughs> percent, and then people are like look at that xbox oh, crap xbox you know it's
0: like? jagged edges in the license plate what crap
1: <laughs> you know and i'm just like it's zoomed at 400 percent, man <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I don't know about you, but like, I have trouble reading the sports scores on my TV from like 15 feet away at this stage. Fads, um, you know.
0: <laughs> well, and I just, I, I don't know if you heard it because I, I, we, we, we name dropped you on CC Games podcast a few weeks ago when I was on there. I,
1: think, I, I saw it pop up on YouTube and I started watching it a little bit and I just haven't got, I haven't got back to the full thing. We,
0: um, we, we name dropped you a little bit because I, I made a comment about, and I mean this with all respect, believe me. And I made a comment, I think, because I know you get, you know, riled up at these things. And I thought, I think it's because your expectation of the average gamer is way too high. (laughs) Uh, Probably. You know, because I think you look like, you look at yourself and you're probably like, you're you're an above average, you know, you know, like of of in the know everything. I think it's fair to say that you you are, but I think you also would refer to yourself that way, you know? So you're like, so you're like, you know, you look at the average gamer, I think, based off of your knowledge, you think they're just a little less knowledgeable than you. And all I can say is like, so me and me and, uh, you know, CC, like we're talking about, I'm like, man, you know, I think it's just because we, we see them every day and, you know, we see like the average, average gamer. And what's really funny is like this whole console wars thing, the average gamer does not care at all. Like, like they just want to play fun games. In fact, most people are so uninformed about what games are on what it's crazy. Like, I think if you worked at my store for a week, you'd be like, I can't believe like your, your expectation thing of the average customer would drop. And I don't mean that like an intelligence way. I just mean like an in- informed way. You yeah. Know? And, well, and that just, like, came up. That crazy. came up
1: when the Xbox naming stuff came out, and I know CC had reached out and he's like, "Dude, I don't <laughs> think you understand. Like, th- 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 yeah. like this is going to be confusing." And I was like, "I just don't get it. Like, you know, like I like I'll be completely honest with you. It's, it, like, I get irate when I hear the Xbox when when we say like a game's going to be on Xbox, and people are saying it's going to be on the Xbox Series, and I'm like." We can just say Xbox now because anything <laughs> that goes on the S and the X, like nobody like is specifically right. saying PlayStation five anymore. Right. Like you're just like, it's this assume that it's PlayStation. You're talking about PlayStation five. So when you say Xbox series, like you don't need the series there anymore. Cause it's like, just say the Xbox. I, I don't know. I don't know why I think of like, it's just like, I don't, it's like, you know, the Tesla models. I'll say
0: that, you know. <laughs> well, I think especially when it comes to Xbox, because they've gone way out of their way for the Xbox One and the Xbox Series to do the exact same uh. things and to play the games, right? So, like, of of all companies, Microsoft especially, you can just say Xbox, because they're yeah. ultimately the same device. They're playing the exact same game, just one plays it a little bit better, you know. Yeah. It's and, ultimately, I, and that I was their it. strategy, you know, and that was fine. <laughs>
1: yeah it's well it's just a thing every time i hear the xbox series and i'm like i don't know i just don't think you need to differentiate anymore by saying that but i ultimately that's on it was a kind of it was kind of stupid
0: and i'll I'll give you an example (laughs) so this this literally happens i would say realistically fairly once every other week or so someone comes in and they'll they'll literally say that like um you know how much are you paying for an xbox one and i'm like oh okay um you know is it the you know is it the S model or is it just like an X or is it just the original model and they're like well it's the one and then they like point to the shelf and they they literally point at the Xbox original right and i'm like oh okay yeah you know we pay like 30 bucks for something you know but like in their head you know like that that happens all the time you know yeah. just because it is it's that's the Xbox one you know and there's no Xbox and that's two. how far <laughs> and that's a great point. i mean
1: that's how far disconnected like i am from it and i think you're right because i'm just sitting there thinking about it in my, like I listen to podcasts every day, you know, gamer mind. Anytime I see something, I'm going to jump into it and uh, fully understand it where it's just like, that's not everybody else. But like, that's the problem where I come in and all of a sudden, like, I'm like, God, you're stupid. It's like, what, why am I stupid? Like, cause I, cause I, cause I don't listen to eight hours of podcasts a day. I'm the stupid one. You know what I mean? Like, I totally get it. You know, like, okay, I'm the asshole. I get it. But like, you know, it's a fair point. It's like yeah, you're right. Like I, I just, I just don't well, see it. So I'm like, you gotta be, you, you gotta get it like a little bit, and you're like, no, and, it's way, it's way, way, way different than you think it is, Mike.
0: And and you take this how you want to, right? I would say talking to you, knowing you, you're in the 99th percentile of of like knowledge of this industry, like 99th. I mean, top top one percent. Like literally where you are when it comes to what you know and what you understand like the, if the average person's at like 50, you're 99th percentile, like easily, you know, just talking yeah. to you. And, and I, I'm somebody who I've literally been selling video games for 20 years. It's, it's going to be 21, it's 21 years next month. And, uh, so like, you know, I've talked to everybody, man, I've got, I've got stories of the way, like I make jokes about like how people have messed up the names of games. Now it's a simple mistake, but it's funny. Like, the average person, you know, or when they would come in and they'll say like, oh man, that, that game's by, you know, Ubisoft, Ubisoft makes all the best games. You're like, well, Ubisoft didn't necessarily make the game. You know, like they're a publisher. (laughs) This is the studio that made it, you know, little things like that. And again, if they just don't know that, I'm totally cool with that. Not everybody has to be into it. Not everybody has to be like so into it that they're crazy about it. But if you're going to talk about it, right, you're going to be in the, you're going to be in the business of talking about it. You should know. And, and I like, what you said, cause we were talking about this a little bit off the podcast, but you know, you talked about, I actually think it was on Twitter, but you talked about how like the, the, the gaming podcasts, they're not journalists. They're just game fans who talk about games, you yeah. know, and, and I'm cool with that. Right. And I, and I actually, I respect that hustle. I love talking about games and I don't always know everything, but I still like talking about it, but I wish there was like one thing I don't like about our, Kind of current social media is that these people get put on a pedestal, that everything they say is correct and is you know heavenly in in accuracy. It's like right. j- just admit, like, hey, it's a dude who you like listening to, he's entertaining, or she's entertaining, and you listen to him and it's fun. But that doesn't mean yeah. that they're right or that you'll be right if you just re-say what they said. You know, and there's this there's this odd if the majority thinks it's right, it's right sort of. Attitude, and and that I think that's what kills me. Is and then you know people like you and me look at it and go, well, I could make a comment, and then they can send all their minions after me in a tweet. Ah, forget it. (laughs) You know, like you you actually actually send that tweet sometimes, but I don't. I just delete it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I'm usually a little more colorful. Probably why some of the stuff doesn't get taken serious. Because it's like if I were to step back and take five seconds to breathe, my tweets would probably be a little more well read. (laughs) But. Um, I think, you know, the, the point that I was trying to make with that is like, you know, even with the Bethesda stuff is, it was exactly that is like, just because these people podcast about video games, and they, they're entertaining, like, I love listening, I listen to them, that doesn't, that that's not like a prerequisite to like being a great business mind. And, like, covering games doesn't like the Bethesda thing really just drove it home for me because it was like Phil has been saying this same thing for months and he just said the same thing again today and now you're running in a completely different direction with it and it's like anybody that has been a part of and I don't I'm not I don't even and this is maybe I have this maybe the same thing is happening to me that happens with like the average gamer versus what I know on the business side of it, because I was about to say anybody that's been through a merger and acquisition with a company um, understands the effort that it takes to get everything aligned and get a deal done. And then also understand the redundancies that come with product rollouts and the exclusivity that needs to be figured out between um, who's responsible for what. Um, But like to that point, it's like, well, maybe not a lot of people are familiar with, like, an M&A process and what that looks like at a billion-dollar level. And I think the thing that really irritates me is, like, I've tried to have those conversations, but it usually gets distilled down to, like, well, did you hear what Colin Moriarty said? And it's like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) Like, I don't care what Colin Moriarty said. I'm telling you, as a person that's been through, like, billion-dollar acquisitions, like, there's more to it than... You know, and, I'm, and that's not shouting on call. I'm just using that as an example that, like, you know, I, I could I'm probably not a great example because I find that, you know, a lot of times he'll say some things that I'm point <laughs> a lot of times. not, But, like, I'm trying to think of somebody where it's just like, like, that guy hasn't done. what? Wh- why why is he? Why? Like, why? You know, why person X on such podcasts? Like, just because they like video games and talk about them and draw opinions on them doesn't mean that they understand business. Right. They don't have business right. acumen. Um which which is a part that I pride myself on, but then, like I said, I do myself a disservice because I'm like, you know, look at this idiot right, which isn't, but it's like I've kind of given up on trying to even have that conversation anymore because it doesn't feel like people are interested in having that like business conversation at like let's talk about what a seven point five billion dollar m a looks like or let's talk about what um an acquisition of a publisher potentially looks like it's like everyone wants to go like let's yell about exclusives for seven weeks straight you know at 10 minutes of a at a time to hit the youtube algorithm right and it's like okay well i don't i don't want to be like that's, i just don't have the the energy to be a, a part of that conversation so you know as counterproductive as it is i just kind of shout against it like old man screaming at the clouds you know <laughs>
0: Well, so I I get that a little bit, you know, so in my business too, like, I mean, I I I sell video games, right? So it's easy, easily. And and this was made abundantly clear to me when I was dating in like 2014, 2015. But like, people don't take what I do seriously. Still, you know, and I know we talked a little bit about the beginning, like, you you know, gaming, gaming is being taken very seriously. Um, You know, I would argue even six years ago, seven years ago, not so much. Um, but, but more so now than ever, but I know that like people will talk to me and they'll think that for some reason, just because it's a video game store, like it's not a business or that like, I don't run it like a business,
1: which is asinine because if anything, like the, the, what you're dealing with is, and I was going to say this to you earlier when you mentioned like apologizing, like what I did, a I and I have to do it quite often, ironically through, (laughs) through work and changing companies, but I've done a lot of like strengths finders. And depending on, so I've done strengths finders and personality exams to like the end of time, but like my two strengths seem counterproductive. It's competitive and accommodating. And it didn't really hit me. It's like, I'm like, those seemed counter, like counterproductive to each other. And like, I had a mentor that had put it very, eloquently and he said well i think you're the, the competitive aspect is like really just wanting to be better than your competitors and do what it takes to to do that and the accommodation part is what gets you there especially in a service-based especially when you're in a service-based industry like digital marketing or um like in your case du- direct retail with customers like um there's a level of business acumen to understand the marketing aspect the personal aspect of it and then like talk about like supply demand curves, like you're managing inventory, like just cause it's video games doesn't change the effort that goes into managing a business that is customer facing like yours
0: is. Right. And, and that's something that, you know, it goes back to what you were saying. Like the, like, it's almost like the people that listen that, that don't understand that there's a business side to this, right? Like I, I say this all the time that people seem to think that video games are magically created, right? Like, like there's some magic stew and everyone's just kicking in ingredients and then poof, this game comes out. Like it is a business and I'm sorry, it is. And it's, it's a creative industry and it's, it's awesome. I, I love video games. Like it is my favorite form of media. I'd rather play games and watch movies, uh, you know, but, or watch TV shows, but it, it, these things don't just come out of thin air. And so, you know, and this is a whole other, I got to get you on to talk about the whole crunch thing and like publish the, the hate of all publishers magically, because that that's like a whole other thing that I wish we could get into now. But it's just this, this is weird. Like they don't understand there's a business side to all of this, like how this gets done. There's, there's bills that have to be paid. There's payroll. There's like, there's companies, there's people's lives, you know, like, like this all is part of it. And it's the same thing that like people come in all the time. And and this, this is like the average customer's way of not understanding. This is the best way I can put it into words. They'll come in and they'll just say like, man, it must be nice to play video games all day. That happens to me a lot. That, 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 that is said to me way more often than you it's think. It's so
1: kind. Con- it's so condescending. It's like so I would be condes- so offended by that, <laughs> but you probably just brush it off at this point. Like that would actually yes. like, I would like, I would want to throw hands. If somebody said you that know, to me, if I was busting out working in a, like,
0: you know? <laughs> a lot of people are like socially awkward that way so they'll make comments like you know oh you're doing you working it all today are you I see you playing video games you do make a joke and I'm like sometimes they'll say that you know they'll say something like oh man look at these guys just not doing anything and they'll say that shit when like I got four customers back. We got someone at the door because we have a limit on the capacity of the store. So we're shorthanded. Cause we got one person watching the door. We got like one person at the back table, like testing four systems of a trade. Someone just dropped off. And I'm like helping four customers at once, like to get them out the door so we can get the next four people in. And they're just like, Oh man, you guys always slacking or whatever they say. You know, you're just like,
1: I think it's a Midwest thing too. (laughs) I don't know if it's other places, but I think in the Midwest, like, um, I, I, like, I think we think we're good at small talk, but don't realize sometimes like just how condescending it comes across. And I know Minnesota gets knocked for the Minnesota nice thing, but I do think it's kind of a like the passive aggressive Minnesota nice. But I do think it's, it's uh I do think it's kind of a Midwest thing of just like, you know, if you like it's, it's, I think it's meant in the most, like the best way possible of like, ah, I'm just ribbing you, you gamer guy playing games and selling them. You know what I mean? But like, really you're like, I run a business, man.
0: <laughs> well, and so so Jordan has a funny term. Uh he he it drives him nuts, right? So he's got something he calls the cult of Greg, where like he he knows probably he more he knows more about me than the average person because he's we've we've hung out many times. Obviously, we've done the drop rate stuff. We've had personal conversations. Like he's in my inner circle. And so, like, I'm more myself around him. And he's like, he's like, people talk to you. He's like, he's like, I know, like, 30 or 40 people that know you. And all they won't do is they won't shut up about how you, how they like you and how you're so nice. And, like, he's like, they're all in this cult of Greg. And I'm like, I, I don't have to tell you. First of all, I'm just nice to people. Um, but it is something with the video game thing where people, like, people gravitate towards that. And I- I've even had people, like, legitimately jealous. So, I don't know if I ever told you this. You've probably seen it because I, t- I post on Twitter a couple times. So, like when I turned 30, so it's gonna be 10 years ago, I'm actually about to turn 40. And uh, like, I I weighed about 370 pounds. And uh, I lost 150 pounds over the course of like, a year and a half. So I went through a massive weight loss. I had people that were customers of mine that like, I could feel that they were like, jealous, because they already were mad at me that like, I got my dream job, right? And now, Mm -hmm. and like, there was a, there was a guy who I've been friends with a long time and he, he's overweight. He's been overweight since I've known him. And like, he would come in and like, make jokes about my weight, like being, still being overweight. Cause I was at two twenties. I'm not slim or anything, dude. You know Mm -hmm. I mean? To me, I was like, I was half my weight almost. I lost the weight of a person, but like, I was still overweight technically, you know? And, and so like, you know, make jokes about like, you know, still being overweight or whatever. And I'm like, okay, okay. I mean, I was feeling the best I ever did. So you couldn't take that high away from me, but you know, it, yeah. I still got that. And those are the same people that were like, you know, it's not fair. He gets to have his dream job, you know, and it's not fair that, you know, look at him. and I'm like, dude, I worked my ass off for that, like literally, but I worked my ass off to do that, you know. And when I first opened my store, I worked six day, 12 hour, six day weeks, 12 hour days all by myself. I ran the store for two years like that. Didn't have any friends, started hitting the gym. I went to the gym every night after the store. I didn't have any social interactions. Like that's what I did, you know, to, to like succeed in this and of course now i'm putting it all back on <laughs> because i'm i'm married now so it doesn't matter <laughs> and i'm sending you pictures
1: of uh, nacho cheese every 3 yeah, and, days and
0: we're we're talking we're talking our obsession with with jalapeño cheddar God, Fritos it's so dip. good. Dude, it's so good, especially when it's chilled, man. Oh, I put it in the fridge for like two it's, or three hours. Oh, oh it's good, but, man. Remember back,
1: I sorry, like completely side thing. I'll <laughs> shut up. Remember, that they must have changed. I don't know when they changed like the recipe for it, but way back in the day when you'd put it in the fridge, it would turn almost more pasty. And at some point, you they changed it where now you put it in the fridge and it's still creamy, but it comes out cold still. I don't know if you remember
0: that or not, but like, I don't I remember. Think I was like, partaking at that when it was when oh. it was solid. <laughs> God, I mean, it,
1: yeah, it wasn't solid, but it was like, um, and maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was like old Dutch, and so it wasn't the same. Wait, this, yeah, no, this is like the Fritos. Is it? Does it all come from Old Dutch? I don't know. Anyway, I, don't think, I, so. I think Old Dutch is different. So. It is different. Yeah, I think it all comes in glass jars now too. But yeah, man, that Fritos jalapeno.
0: Dude, we, always, we always joke about how many of those we crushed. How many do you think you crushed during quarantine?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, oh. <laughs> I up until January, I mean, because they're always like two for five bucks mm-hmm. at the grocery store. So I'd usually get like four of them anytime I was there and they'd be gone in like a week. And yeah. then like, I mean, because like you can smash one in a matter of minutes. It feels like and then but I always do the thing where I'll like open it take a few chips and like you said they're so good cold and I never thought about just putting them in the fridge first. I always put it in the pantry and then open it and then put it back in the fridge. But yeah I don't know at least this is going to be embarrassing but I have to say at least eight a month up until January (laughs) because when January hit I was like I got to stop this because I'm five like I'm like five nine. And like, I started to push like two thirty, and then January hit. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm in bad. I'm in rough shape here. I can't go up the stairs without breaking a cheese sweat. So, (laughs) but I was probably at like, I mean, so you figure like at that time it would have been like seven, eight months. So 80 of them.
0: (laughs) So I, I, I personally haven't been keeping track, but if I had to guess, I'd say I was crushing about one a week. So I was probably closer to, since quarantine now, since we're getting to about that year point, Probably probably crossed about 52. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, maybe,
1: so maybe I was on about one. I had to, actually, I, I'm pretty confident I was over one a week, but it was probably like an outlier. So maybe was like six a month. So maybe we would be like, yeah, God, that's so embarrassing. I actually got to the point where I was like reading the nutrition on it and going like, well, it's mostly just milk and some vinegar and then like there's cayenne pepper in here like just convincing myself it's not it's just fine. destroying my my innards um but then you like pile on just the like you know eighteen thousand milligrams of sodium i was taking in with like the white corn chips and everything else and just like you know
0: bad so news that, that i was actually that was gonna be my next question what what chips do you crush these things with like what, what's your go-to you,
1: usually i just get the old dutch white corn okay usually yeah yeah classic. and they're then not like, too
0: salty I, I like them they're not too salty
1: yeah they're not sometimes i did you know i used to do the yellow corn and then i did that one day and they almost like tasted like maybe i got a bad batch but they almost tasted like smoky or something i was like nah i just want i like i want like the chip is just a cheese delivery vehicle and so i just <laughs> want i want to minimize the chip part of it and I just, I'm not going to go so low that I'm just going to eat it with a spoon. So I need something.
0: <laughs> so, so my brand, I go for a chip brand called like, I think it's called Santina's there. They're, you see them in the, like a, they do yellow, they do white corn now too, but they were yellow originally. And it was always like, the big thing was that they were like two bucks a bag. So it was like, if it says right in the bag, like $2. I think it's technically the other like two twenty nine because of course their price and everything went up. But if you see those, they're really good. But they're super salty so they're super good i like the consist. i'm a big texture eater like i need like if i'm gonna eat something i need like a crunch to go along with like a creamy like that that's that's like almost more important than the taste to me as weird as that sounds and uh and so like i get those but they're so salty that like if you if you one chip it which obviously i do i'm not taking half bites of chips um i, I one chip it like the 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 corners of your mouth <laughs> Will get dried out from the salt. Like that's the worst. (laughs) That's the absolute worst. Like by the time
1: you get done eating it, you're like, where I need, I need chapstick, Vaseline. Like you almost have to plan for it too. It's like, all right,
0: (laughs) I wake up Friday.
1: It's Friday night. (laughs) I've got four of these things. I'm probably gonna get through two of them. I better make sure I have some Carmex like ready to go. And if I don't, I should probably make a run to the gas station before I knock out. (laughs) 1600 <laughs> calories and jalapeno cheese and chips
0: if, 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 I have, if i have those before bed i wake up with the worst dry mouth like i'll wake up and just be like someone kill me please <laughs> like i just what? hate it for the first hour i'm awake i'm like i'm just dead
1: <laughs> you wake up and it's like you run out like i'll usually have water by the bed but like if i don't you like you'll wake up like thinking you're literally like like dying you're like you get to the fridge and just start pounding water and it's to the point where you're like i'm gonna pass out if i don't take a breath but i also need this water so bad that i'm gonna risk it and you get through like a like 60 ounces of water in about seven gulps and then you're sitting there like i'm lightheaded i'm about to pass out but i think i'm okay now yeah that's the worst. it's like the best and worst.
0: I get to this, I get to this phase where like I wake up and I'm like, oh my god, my throat's so dry, but I don't want to get out of bed. And so I'm like, how long can I, how long can I stand it? And then it starts to wake me up, and I can't fall back asleep because it's so uncomfortable that I'm like, geez, just get up, <laughs> just have a drink of water, you stupid ass.
1: <laughs> you start to strategize too. You're like, all right, I can feel a little saliva in my mouth. If I don't swallow for like ten minutes, there'll be enough saliva. <laughs> to, like, you know, moisturize my throat so it doesn't feel like I'm in a desert. And you do that for, like, a good 20 minutes, and then it's finally like, all right, I could have already got some water, been back to bed, and been sleeping by now, but instead I was such a lazy, you know, such a lazy ass from eating 4,000 calories of cheese that I couldn't even bother to roll out of bed to get water. And as a matter of fact, I was so lazy that I couldn't even bring the water to bed next to me and like here I am
0: <laughs> right <laughs> oh my god flo- man.
1: floating floating down the uh you know like it's just like this a world of hate just self-loathing <laughs> like god what did I do to myself you know and then the worst part too is I've gotten up and actually you get up and go get the water and like if you have like a half thing of cheese left that's also the problem because like i'll go to the fridge and like the water's in the fridge and i'll pour it and i'll drink it and then you open the damn fridge and you see the cheese sitting there just like eat me you're like son of a sure
0: why won't even though it's not fiscally responsible i don't buy the two cans at once (laughs) i can't do it to myself because i know i'm gonna pound both so i'm like just buy one I know you're paying extra. You're you fiscally this is uh, this is not good, but just do it because <laughs> you're gonna thank me later when you don't eat the second can.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's when I get into the second can, man, and I like, I, I go through the first and I get into the second, and that's when I start feeling bad for myself. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put this half one away,
0: dude. I'll and be then honestly. I get up
1: in the middle of the night and destroy it at two a.m. when I can't, you know, <laughs> when I can't get through the night because I need water.
0: I gotta be honest, man. I've never crushed more than one at a time. I've never dipped really? into a second one. Oh, and, man. And dude! And I, I hate to make you feel bad. Like I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a super fat ass dude. And I never did that.
1: I do it. I do it. I actually started hiding it because my my wife will be like, did you open a fucking second one? And so I started putting, because we've got like a little bar fridge that she never really goes into, especially now she's pregnant. So it's like, so I'm like, all right, I just opened the second one. I'm going to keep this one in the bar fridge and she'll never know.
0: See, I can't hide it because when I open it the cats think it's cat food. <laughs> so I open up the can and the cats just start meowing like crazy. So like it's an instant alarm for my wife. She'll know if I dip into another can.
1: <laughs> yeah. God, it's so good. Oh, there's man. A, there's our 45 minute update on awesome cheese yes.
0: sauce. Yes. Um so and, and that brings me right around, man, to my last yeah. question for you. Yeah. So am I coming to am I coming to Minnesota for a game or are you coming to Green Bay? What are we doing?
1: We got to do both.
0: I'm excited. Yeah, I I actually want to see that stadium and I haven't really, I've never been to an NFL game outside of green Bay actually. So
1: yeah, I haven't, I haven't been to the I haven't been to us bank for a football game yet. Um, I can say I've been to a couple concerts there and like, it's a weird, it's weird, man. I don't know if um, like they, they were taught like the metrodome was terrible as far as like getting concessions and trying to go to the bathroom and everything else. What they did at us bank was they like, you have a main corridor and i think this may just be the lower level but like then like they they shepherd you off into like a different corridor that's really narrow that gets you to like your own section and then like your own section has its own um like uh, concession stand and bathrooms but then like that one tiny small area is still for like a section of you know what <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: 8000 people so it didn't yeah. solve the problem so you're still like like, all right, this is gonna take at least a quarter for me to to go to the bathroom here. Um, <laughs> they did get rid of the trough, so does 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 <laughs> uh does Lambo have the trough still or the separate? Um,
0: I'll I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever used the bathrooms at Lambo, but if I had to guess, it's everything's old there. Like they've done a lot of updates to the new sections and stuff, but they grandfathered in BS like the benches to sit on and stuff so it i mean if i had to guess they probably still have the the piss trough (laughs) so i
1: so i don't mind so i know like you like you can get uh well it's a funny story i won't keep like keep you too long but anyway (laughs) one day i never had trouble peeing at the troughs and one day i was at the trough and i was kind of one hand in it because i had my beer and the guy next to me was like no handing it (laughs) <laughs> and he had a beer in his hand, and he was talking on the phone. <laughs> and a guy walked in. This sounds like it's, like, sketch comedy. This fucking happened to me. And a guy's, like... I don't, like, remember his name, but yelled to this guy. And he turns around to, like, talk to him. Oh, and the oh, dude no. just starts p- peeing down me. And I'm, like... Like in shock of like, I'm getting peed on. Whoa. This guy man. doesn't know I'm getting peed on. So any eventually he figures it out and the guy and like, he laughs about it. And I'm like, I don't think it's like all that funny. Cause now I'm like, I've got pee all over me. So I go back to my seat and I kind of explain it. And I like, I'm sitting there <laughs> and pee and, and we leave. Well, anyway, I had season tickets and like, I, you know, I got over it next week, go back. I couldn't pee at the trough. It took me like three years To, like, get back to being able to, like, not have, like, you know, trough shyness or whatever the hell they call it. (laughs) And so that's why I always ask, as weird as it sounds, because I got peed on one time.
0: Man, but you know like being in your own piss is bad enough, but like someone else's piss, come on,
1: man. It bad. was gross, man. And then I had to go back and it was like it was down and like it wasn't so the problem the reason it didn't bother me so much is we because we were pregame and so usually I had like multiple layers on, so I would have like long like oh, long sure. like long johns on and then my jeans and everything else. And so like it didn't it's not like I felt soaked inside cause it was like, it didn't completely get through, but like it was wet enough where like eventually it started to get through. And that's when I was like, we gotta, we gotta go. <laughs> this like, is nasty. Like... I probably
0: reek. Dude, and that's, like, that's so gross. <laughs> that <laughs> anyway,
1: sucks. anyway, well, dude,
0: I like it. And and I I would love to, man. And I, I think everybody should go to Lambo once. I mean, there's, there's something really like on a Sunday night game or a Sunday afternoon as it becomes nighttime and the snow is kind of falling in. Like, there's it's really cool. Oh, yeah. But I got to tell you, man. So the benches that they've grandfathered in, because those aren't allowed in stadiums anymore, but they get grandfathered in because, well, they're the Packers, I guess, and they pretty much run the town. But. So, like the the benches. Well, you are all
1: own- you are all owners too. So oh yeah, you can, you can grandfather and <laughs> whatever. Get
0: me started on NFL on Packers owners <laughs> it's, it's walking around with a piece of fucking paper. Anyway, um, so like the benches have like ten inches per seat and i'm like have you seen the average green bay person that goes to a packer game we need about 20 inches for these asses we got man what is this and so you're 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 bundled up next to a complete effing stranger dude it's the weirdest thing and and you're okay with it you (laughs) you don't
1: you don't you don't get as cold though yeah you all keep
0: chilling warm and then there's it's concrete you know ground and it just sucks the heat from your shoes, man. Like you, you almost have to have like even double layer, triple layer socks don't work for me. Like my feet just freeze there. Like the, this, the concrete takes any heat your feet are generating and just sucks it right in. And it's so like honestly, in winter, it's kind of miserable. <laughs> like I love, I love the Packers, I love Lambo, but it like I don't go to games after November. <laughs> like just forget it. I'm too much of a, of a pansy. I'm like I'm not, I'm not sitting in the cold weather. I can sit at my house. Crush some nacho cheese. Watch it on my sixty-five inch TV.
1: Fire down some. <laughs> fire down some. Uh, I don't know. What are you guys drinking over there in, in Wisconsin, well, Keystone?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking, a, joking. I'm joking. I'm making Wisconsin jokes now. <laughs> I'm a oh, sp- spotted cow. I'm a spotted cowman, and I actually just had a couple summer shandies. Like I'm. am a, a lineys guy too.
1: I like. I like summer shandy. I've. Uh, I've lately. I've just been like. I've been on just, like, Modelo's for, like, the last few sure. years for some reason.
0: Uh, you know, I was but. actually not never much of a beer guy, and Spotted Cow was, like, the first... And I know it sounds really arrogant, because I know everyone in Wisconsin always is always like, Oh, Spotted Cow is the best beer. And then, like, people get really, like, people in other states are like... They just hate it because one, they can't have it, and two, it's because it's all stupid. Like, like the stuck up Wisconsin beer drinkers drink. <laughs> so, but I drank it, and it's like the only beer I ever really like connected with and really loved it. I don't, I can't say anything else. I just really like it. I, it's a farmhouse ale, and I, I'm not a hoppy guy, you know. And my my wife loves stouts. I'm not a stouts guy. Like I like not a lot of beers, and Spotted Cow just love it. And then something like summer shandy's, like it's you know it's lemonade beer. You know, it's, it's, great. it's a summer,
1: it's a spring and summer staple. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. One of the bars, um, I'm not going to name it because a, I don't want to get it wrong, and b, it kind of is what it is. But they went to Wisconsin and bought a bunch of spotted cow kegs, I think, and started and tapped it here in Minnesota, and like they got in big trouble for it. Like I don't, I apparently you're not supposed to do that. I guess yeah. like it was something with driving over state lines, and then selling the beer, like commercial. I don't know. I, did, I guess it's illegal and they got in some big trouble for doing it.
0: There is something about it. Like it is not, it is not sold outside of Wisconsin. So I don't know, I don't know what, um, like, like what the legalities are. If you maybe they don't have a license to sell outside the state or something like, I'm not quite sure how that works. Um, I know we, we took a, a six pack on a plane to Europe because my sister-in-law, her, her boyfriend, her fiance, he's from, he's from like Leeds. Um, uh, and he, he's, he came here, he had a spot at County's like, I think it's the best beer I've ever had. <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Like, you know, they have some pretty good beer over there. And, um, and he goes to Ireland a lot too. And, uh, that, you know, and so he said that, so we snuck like a sixer over in our luggage and it got there, it got there safe.
1: So that's awesome.
0: Somehow didn't break, but um man i could chat with you for hours dude I, for I miss, sure I, i'm gonna make sure we do this again and it's gonna be much sooner than two years i promise you that um yeah we'll and, have to and we'll figure out that Packers schedule
1: yeah for anyone listening to still obviously we could, at some point we'll try to keep it back on video games too i feel like we hit on it pretty good but uh think it's been so good. long it's, it's been so long it's hard to not catch up on the uh the, the shenanigans of cheese and sports and everything well, else.
0: and you know like that's what people, I think, more come for, right, is the personality, right? And I know that's that's what draws you to a lot of podcasts and things, is, like, the people you're talking to. And we we covered the topic we want to talk about We talked about some games, and I think it naturally segued greatly into the cheese, into the Packers, <laughs> into the Lambo, into the, into getting pissed on, and all that stuff. It just, it just naturally flowed, <laughs> a pun totally intended. So That's funny. Uh, but no, man, it, I, I really was excited about this. I know I mentioned that before we started recording, but this is something I've been looking forward to, like... For for months, because I had messaged you a while back saying like, "Hey man, I really want to podcast with you," and you were just like, "Man, I'm out of the game. Like I can't, I can't, I can't handle, do it. I can't, I can't, I can't handle. I these can't people. do it.
1: I was just in a bad spot. <laughs> yeah, no. And I'm still kind of out of it. But then I was like, "Man, we had so much fun when we chat. I was like, ah, we gotta, we gotta do it. We gotta do it more. I don't, I don't think I'll ever like to firing up my own podcast. But uh, anytime." Anytime uh, you're willing to have me, I'd love to come on.
0: Dude, I got you on speed dial, man. I'll, I'll lock you down. But I, I appreciate you. Um, where can people find you? Like, do you, do you care? Do you want people to follow you on Twitter? What do you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you can.
1: can you, you can get. Yeah, I mean, you can get at me on uh, at Mike Untitled. Um, I do have a YouTube channel that's also Mike Untitled. I started to put uh, some car videos and some video game videos up there, but um, I deleted those. But okay, <laughs> you know you can hey if you ever want to chat audio TVs, cars, video games um, and you're not uh, too offended by just the hypocrisy that I partake in with um, you know trolling around the video game space on Twitter yeah <laughs> follow me at Mike entitled and hopefully it'll be an entertaining time
0: and hey, I'm not too I'm not too proud to admit I asked you for advice on my TV. Uh, I was like, hey man, I don't know shit about what I'm doing. Please help me pick out the TV I want, and dude, you you hit it out of the park. It's so much so that like that's all the other podcasts we're talking about for weeks was <laughs> the LG CX
1: TV. Yeah, <laughs> you can't you can't go wrong, especially at that price around Black Friday, man. I mean, that's the big thing. There are a lot. There are other. Yeah, I'm not gonna go too deep. There are other considerations to make, but like if you just want to pull the trigger and not forget about it, know you have like one of the best picture qualities you're gonna be able to find without really having to go too deep. I mean, the the OLEDs are. Those uh, those CXs are no joke, yeah. dude. I'm super happy. So, my,
0: my only problem with it is, and I know you're not a big fan of wall mounting, if I remember correctly, for some of your tweets. But I, I so we wall mount, and I'm actually I really like it. But that TV's wall mounts are way higher. So like I didn't want to move yeah. my old mount, and it was like bare, it was almost scraping the ceiling. <laughs> from
1: where I yeah, had it. because it's because like... it's low because it's lower. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. You know, I was the wall mounting. I I don't mind it. It depends on the space. Like I, for, for me personally, I think it's just like. I did it so much that I was like, I've just, this is too much work. I'm just going <laughs> to set it on the stand. Although my one in the basement is wall mounted. Cause I didn't really have much of a choice, but upstairs I was like, I'm just going to set this thing on the stand and call it a day.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm getting to now. Like, cause, cause now, of course, cause. So my wife and I just to set the stage real quick. My wife and I have dual 65 inch TVs side by side. So like, yeah. we, we like to play games together, but she also likes to watch TV, and then I like to play games. I'm like, this doesn't make any like. I'm not gonna sit here and fight with you over the TV, and I'm not gonna have us in different rooms to like. Yep. You know, like that's stupid to me. So I was like, okay. There's only one solution, man. Dual, <laughs> and I don't need ever need a new excuse to get a new TV. Like I just, oh, time to get a new TV. So did you grab two CXs?
1: Because that would look incredible.
0: No, so I, oh, I, I want. I was like two OLEDs together would look so sweet. So I bought like it was maybe like three years ago. I I bought like a Vizio, and it was it was great. Like I love the TV, everything about it. I love it, except it can't do HDR on the PS4. Like, for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, it's not compatible. And so it it was literally, they said they were going to patch it in firmware later. And then I think, like, lastly, they just said, well, actually, no, we're just going to put it in the next generation. And I was like, okay. So then when I was time to buy a new TV, I'm like, it's got to have all these things I want. And so I have it. So I could see buying another LG CX to go right next to it. But we're kind of at the point where now I've got my old Vizio 4K that I'm just going to put upstairs and turn that into, like, our... I don't know what you'd call that. We, we have like a den, we've got like a quad level split. So like we hang got out it. in the sub, like the second level sub basement or whatever. And so like, this would be the upstairs. Like if company ever comes over again, like we forget to do that and people come over for a game, like we'd watch it up there. And then the downstairs is like our personal area where I don't ever have to like, <laughs> have to like keep it neat or anything, you know? But yeah,
1: got it. Yeah. I know you're trying. Well, I know we're going long here, but I was going to say too, you're going to hate it when, well, I don't know if you'll care, but like, so the the. The OLEDs, LG is releasing probably here coming up in June. Is so the way the HDR works on OLEDs is like generally they need to hit a thousand nits of brightness in like an LCD, but in LEDs because they create the black blacks because of the the OLED being um, like can can completely turn off. Um, you only actually have to hit um, I think it's six hundred nits of brightness to actually be HDR one thousand certified, even though you're not. Um, hitting a thousand nits. So like technically, I think the CX's measure at around 750 nits of brightness, which is still bright enough for really great HDR. But the models coming out this year are actually going to hit peak brightness of a thousand nits. And so they're going to be like significantly brighter and have perfect blacks. And so.
0: Well, I'm going to tell my itch, wife
1: if you get if you get the itch for that second TV, stay <laughs> tuned, stay tuned around Black Friday of this year, because I think I wouldn't call them significant upgrades because, you know, it depends, you know, I don't know if a lot of people would really even notice that the guy goes back to like, I certainly will. But like, you know, there and might I, be there might be some stuff around the corner.
0: I've never been a big video file guy. Same with audio. Like, you know, I I definitely can appreciate good quality sounding stuff, but it doesn't make that big a difference to me if I don't have the best sounding stuff, you know, like to me, I'm fine with a good sound bar. Like I don't have to have like a nice sure. stereo surround system. It just doesn't, you know, and not, it's way I, easier, yeah, way it, easier than doing a full setup. <laughs> and, and not that I wouldn't like appreciate like a booming, like surround sound kind of thing, but I just don't really care, you know? So like, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I don't i am care about that. It saves me a bunch of money for, and a bunch of headache trying to find it, you know? So,
1: you know where, where it kills me too, like, cause I'm the opposite with some of the audio stuff it screws with me because I'll be playing a video game and then I'll be like, oh, I think my rear left is actually supposed to be a little louder. So then I'll stop playing and I'll pull up the menu and then I'll be like, all right, I'm going to set this up 1 dB on rear left. And then I'll be playing and I'll be like, "Ooh, now I think I need to turn the... Uh, <laughs> the right the, the right front down a notch and like next thing i know i'm not even playing video games anymore because i'm just fudging around with like <laughs> yeah it's just so
0: dumb you're playing i'm just an <laughs> idiot just
1: going like yeah, i'm gonna play games and then my wife will look at me like mike dude just like just play the like she starts to get anxiety because i can't stop screwing with stuff she's like just set it why aren't you just setting it just listening to it like what oh, is your no. problem like i don't know i'm and I don't know.
0: You just can't let it go, man. I I feel you. Thankfully, I I'm not that way. Thankfully, although I do get, like I've been I've been trying really hard to get, so I could spend more time out with my wife. I'll try to hook up a PC to my current, to my TV. And so for a while I was using like the steam link and then it like that wouldn't play anything outside of steam and even stuff in steam wasn't always like working It was black screenings. I'm like, okay, so I brought my laptop out there and I'm playing that out. And I'm like, like I'm just getting irritated that like my wireless keyboard won't sync. Now Just all this shit, you know, <laughs> Like just, I just want to play. And then she comes out she's like, well, why don't you just don't worry about it? And I'm like, I can't not worry about it. <laughs> it's just it's no once it's in, it's, in your it's head in my you can't brain, not man.
1: worry you can't not worry about it you're like this is gonna keep me up at night here's what's gonna happen i'm gonna smash this cheese i'm gonna get irritated i'm gonna lay down it's gonna keep me up i'm gonna realize my mouth is parched because i didn't drink any water then i'm gonna lay here for 20 minutes still thinking about it then i'm gonna get up drink some water come to bed i don't know
0: and then i'm gonna figure it out and then i have to get up and pee because you know we're old now and so when you get older you can't if you drink well, yeah, too late no. at night you got to get up and it's a whole thing
1: and then yeah and then you figure it out and you're like well now i got up to peace so now i might as well try to fix the damn keyboard sync <laughs> again because i forgot to do something and then you, f- yeah so it's a it's a it's a it's a slippery slope <laughs> The,
0: the, the light, yeah that a little, little little peek into our brains um i, I love chatting <laughs> with you man I this, this has All been right, this has been the treat of my week dude i really thank you for coming on man and, no, and, like
1: uh, likewise thank you for having me
0: on, this is great and buddy fun. um so i'm gonna i'm gonna you know we're gonna stop the recording uh, you can follow me everybody uh i'm at game trade greg uh you know yeah tweet about tweet about stuff uh you know uh f- fun pictures uh, sometimes i tweet pictures of the the video games i save <laughs> from horrible rental labels so come follow me if you haven't you can uh subscribe on youtube youtube.com slash drop rate and of course follow us on twitch at twitch.tv slash the drop rate and you know just come hang out and uh as always if you have any questions if you're still listening somehow through all this you know send us questions man send me tweet tweet at me some questions would love to answer them on the show so mike thanks again man i appreciate you so much and i'll uh, i'll catch you online i'll talk to you again soon
1: awesome thanks thanks greg